BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. My name is DJ Short and back with me here is my co-host Drew Silva with opening day just one week away. We're recording on Thursday, March 31st, so we are one week away from opening day. We're going to do a special episode today focused on over under win totals for the 2022 MLB season. And in order to do that, we have one of our own here, betting extraordinaire Vaughn Dalzell from NBC Sports Edge. Vaughn. Thanks for joining us here. Excited to talk some baseball with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Betting extraordinaire. I like that term. I might have to throw that in my uh, my Twitter bio. Yeah, there you go. Do that. <laughs> I yeah. followed yes. uh, yeah, a lot of your strikeout prop bets last year, which were great. Um, uh, I think that's – betting baseball is hard. Like we were talking before the show – I, I like to bet on football and basketball, um, but I just haven't found like a good process to to really bet baseball other than just blind betting, you know, over unders and trying to take a side and based on the best starting pitcher. But then your odds are kind of messed up. I, so I, I don't know. Maybe you could help us out with yeah. general strategy at, at some point during the year too. I, I definitely felt like I cracked somewhat of a code last year because I found I don't want to call it a cheat code, but. If you look at certain teams like the Atlanta Braves last year, they were phenomenal against uh, lefties. Like lefties never went over six strikeouts against them. And at one point when I caught on, it was like 10 out of 12 lefties went under six and a half strikeouts or under five and a half. So when I got that number, it was an auto bet. And that number finished at like 84% on the year. Like it was like 20 out of 26 or something like that crazy. Um, So it was like, you know, you just constantly ride those. And of course, Everyone knows how great the Rockies were at home to compared to on the road last year. Uh, right. So you just got to do those auto bets as well. And that's kind of how you make money without putting too much effort into betting at MLB. It's a long season, very long season. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's partly why I, I feel good about baseball long term is because there's so much action to be had. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, like 162 games is insane. And you get enough degenerates who are throwing money <laughs> down to uh, to bet like you know a, a random game on a given day. There's just a lot of action to be to be had on both sides. So I don't know. As betting becomes more prevalent, I mean, it's becoming more and more legal. Like I, I live in Missouri, it's not necessarily legal here, but they're like voting on it. I believe this week, and I think the next election cycle, it'll probably be pushed through. It seems like both sides agree that it's going to be good 
you know, for the state, especially when you're bordered by Illinois, where it's already legal and people can just go across the river and, you know, sign up for DraftKings. Yeah, this is, uh, I live in New York, so it's the first uh, baseball season I'll be able to do this. I'm pretty excited. It was toward the end of football season that, you know, it became uh, legal. So I've been doing a ton of NBA stuff, which I really, really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to baseball. So we're here to talk over-unders, and I, I guess we can go... You can start out by division and we'll kind of work our way up from the bottom here. So we'll start with the AL East um, and the Orioles, of course, 63.5 for their uh, win total this year. I I don't know if that's generous <laughs> to think they're not going to lose 100 games this year. That seems like it's being nice, but um, the Orioles do some, have some talent on the way, but I, I don't know if we, we disagree with that at all. I mean, me personally, like I was writing up, they named John Means their opening day starter uh, this afternoon. And I was like thinking, I was like, is there any other fantasy relevant pitcher on that staff? And like maybe whoever emerges as the closer, like Cole or who is it? Cole Solcer. Cole Solcer's, yeah. yeah, And like Tanner Scott are like both in the 500s. And Grayson Rodriguez, you mentioned the young talent. He could be up at some point, but. You know, he hasn't pitched above double A, so he's probably going to spend some time at Norfolk. That's just a brutal pitching staff to where you know, I like Cedric Mullins. Adley Rutschman will be up probably end of April, early May. Um, yeah. You know, Ryan Mountcastle's a, a good player, but I think I would lean under there. Um, it's probably not one I would touch. Yeah. Just because I don't have like a real good feeling. They could, you know, limp their way to 64 wins pretty easily. That's baseball for you. even the worst teams can kind of do that. Yeah, I mean the the AL East is so stacked. And those four teams are going to beat up on the Orioles <laughs> every yeah. uh, every opportunity. So yeah, what's interesting is that the the next team in the AL East, uh, the Red Sox, and these these are all points bet lines. So uh, the next team, the Red Sox, here eighty four point five. How do we feel about that? Because I, I could see I could see that being something you might go over on. I like the Red Sox a lot this year. I like them last year a lot, too. I live in Connecticut now, so I was, you know, feeling all the Boston wave of last season. I was one of the people that bet them to go to the World Series, so I was a little little upset they didn't make it. But I don't know what you guys – what your opinions on Chris Sell because, you know, at certain points we thought that he was going to come back and be dominant, but in the postseason he did not look like that for the most part, especially the first two games he pitched. Um, but, you know, Trevor Story coming over this team I think helps a lot. I love, I love their lineup. Yeah, uh, yeah, outside of Bobby Dalback, I mean, I love everything about their their lineup. It's just one of the best in all of baseball, not just the AL. So I definitely lean the over on Boston, and I agree with Drew. I wouldn't touch Baltimore. That's a very low number, and you know, the DH spot helps them out a lot. That's one of the coolest things about baseball this year too. That uh, that's where. I mean, I I think the Red Sox are loaded offensively. It is one of the best lineups in baseball. I think Trevor Story is going to crush it. There, I think it's a really good fit. They got by with this like sort of patchwork pitching staff last year. Is that sustainable for another year? Like, I'm really surprised they didn't try to get another starting pitcher. Um, yeah. and even the bullpen's not real good. I mean, I guess Garrett Whit- Whitlock could be a guy who emerges or maybe even like moves into the rotation at some point. Um, but I think they have pitching issues. They had them last year and they overcame them. Can they do it again? And Sale's not going to be ready for the start of the year. He like has that stress fracture in his rib cage. Um, yeah. I, I guess he's like making better progress on it than they thought, though. He, he could start throwing again this weekend, which means he could be ready around the end of April. Um, if if he has no setbacks, he's kind of got to start all over, like it's the beginning of spring training. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, having a, f- uh, you know, five months of sale helps. I, I think I would lean over there. Yeah. Um, and th- I definitely feel better about that one than, than the Orioles um, just because, I mean, they're going to be in like four hour games and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like nine to, to six type of final scores. Um, but yeah. they could they could easily I think get to to eighty six even maybe ninety wins and and like threaten for one of those wild one of those three now wild card spots. Yeah, I agree. And, and up next is the Yankees ninety one point five. Do you really think there's a seven win separation between the Red Sox no. and the Yankees? Nope. No, I don't either. I mean, I think that might be my one of my picks is to take the under on the Yankees. Honestly, they that could fall play. apart. Yeah. yeah. They just never live up to anyone's expectations. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that could, that with the pitching there that could that could easily fall apart. And there's a lot of swing and miss in that lineup. There's a lot of like injury question marks. Um, yeah. you you could kind of see that that going downhill pretty quickly. Then again, like if everyone's healthy, that's a hundred win team. So it's it's that's probably one that I'd stay away from. I think that number's like probably right where it should be on the on the Yankees. And I feel a lot better about the Red Sox compared to them. What do you think, Vaughn? Yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely a sharp number on them. If I was betting it, I would take the under. There's a, they're a team that everyone's going to just want to talk about. They want them to be the best. They want them to go to the World Series, and they just continually let us down. And what I saw from Garrett Cole, you know, down the stretch in some big games, I, I, obviously I'm, I'm rocking my Pirates gear right now. I was <laughs> Sorry, <a> man. Sorry. <laughs> diehard Garrett Cole fan. I used to sell Pirates tickets when they sold when they traded Garrett Cole. So I didn't make any money for a while because no one wanted to go to the games. Uh, but lately, I mean, I'll be at some Yankees games, but I'll be betting Garrett Cole's unders. I just feel like he's not the same pitcher uh, post-sticky stuff. Well, and yeah, there are those reports. So he kind of, you know, he figured it out towards the end of the year, but they kind of yeah. stopped checking and his yeah. spin rates returned. And now there's reports that they're going to be a lot more serious about it this year. So I kind of agree with you. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, like, I mean, pitchers kind of found a way to, to hide it or, or use some other type of product. I don't really know what exactly what was going on, um, but we'll see how that's enforced. Like, I, I just I have no expectations like on, on how that's going to play out, really. And we also yeah. can't expect the Yankees to be a mid 90 win team with Jordan Montgomery and, you know, Tyon, Nestor yeah. Cortez or Luis Severino. Yep. You know, like those guys, it's, you can't trust them to be a 90-plus win team. I agree. So Who's the Rays are – Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, they, got, uh, they, lost, they lost their catcher. That's right. Higashioka and Rodfret. Who's hurt right now. Um, so, yep. yeah, I mean, that that's I probably going to be a position they upgrade at some point during the season. I, I can see, like, Wilson Contreras going there. I think we talked about it before. Uh, at some point during the year, they can make uh, moves mid-season for sure, which you know yeah. changes the game a bit. But yeah, r- right now sure. I, I think that's a that's a sharp number that I would lean under. Yeah, the Rays are right there too, uh, right with the Yankees, a ninety-one point five on points bet. I will never underestimate the Rays, so yeah. I would not go under on that. That's for sure. I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> I I I see them kind of being a team that could fall apart too, but I say could that they? every year. Right, Shane Boz is hurt. That yeah. that would have been a big lift if he was ready from day one. I mean, speaking um, of Yankees and relying on like injured, I mean, they're they're going to rely on Corey Kluber to cover a lot yeah. of innings. Uh, yeah. Shane McClanahan's going to see a big jump in workload. I think he's ready for it. 
just figuring mm-hmm. out the, the fastball command a bit. But you know, Drew Rasmussen, Luis Patino, I mean, there's like a lot of workload concerns up and down that pitching staff, but haven't we said that for like the last three years? <laughs> um, yeah. They, they always find a way to, especially they go openers for a while, parts of the season, and always works out for them. The Ryan Yarboroughs of the world. Um, yeah. But I'm in love with Austin Meadows and Wander Franco. Like, uh, and, lose, and, you know, Austin Meadows being a, a DH – uh, down the stretch for them, I think it's going to help them a lot if that's what he's going to do all season long. But that's it's another line that's a very sharp number. I'm a big fan of the Rays, and I always support them or want to bet on them. So I would lean the over, but it's it's a tough number. I'd rather get yes. some uh, value on Wander Franco, like MVP odds for a sprinkle or something. You know, Ooh, I like it. <laughs> is he? So the, yeah, yeah go ahead. never mind. I was going to say is he eligible for Rookie of the Year, but he's not. No, he's not. Um, so the Jays are 92.5 over Blue Jays. Love it. Over for the Blue over. Jays. Yeah, that's oh, an yeah. official play for me too. That I, really? I already played it. Mm-hmm. And too. I got him at plus 200 to win the AL East. I don't know what that's at now. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's good. That yeah, was a few weeks fun. ago. I think we were talking about that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's at 92 and a half right now. Yeah. I saw it open at 91 and a half. And I thought that was weird because obviously they won 91 games last year and they didn't have a home arena. Like they were, on the road for all their home games. Now they're going to be back in Toronto, which I'm sure everyone's going to be super excited about. They're going to be packed out all the time, um, especially with COVID, you know, dying down in certain ways. But even they lost, you know, Robbie Ray and uh, Marcus Simeon, but Kevin Gosman, Matt Chapman, like those were nice additions. And talked about the Red Sox lineup. The Blue Jays might have a better lineup. The Blue Jays lineup is ridiculous. It is. Uh, So, yeah, over 100% for me. I love the 92 and a half. I feel like that's a steal. Yeah, dude, like their it. pitching staff is one of the best in baseball, too. Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, Kikuchi, I think, was a really nice yeah. little add. And then Nate Pearson's healthy. Like, he could be their yeah. option if someone gets hurt. He could finally yeah. arrive this year. And with the COVID thing, right now, unvaccinated players can't go to Toronto. And True. Canada's been very um, – Home field concerned. advantage. Very conservative about like changing their rules. I don't think it's going to happen before opening day. I don't, I don't know yeah. when it's going to happen. That's like a huge. We're going to find out how many players are unvaccinated. Aaron Judge ain't going there. Yeah, in the early part. The I think Anthony Rizzo maybe too. Yeah. Um, Trevor Story finally got vaccinated when he joined the Red Sox because they made him. <laughs> um, so I, th- I mean, that's going to be a huge advantage for however long that lasts. Um, That's a good point. The Blue Jays might tell the Canadian government, hey, just, you know, hang on till about July or something. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, So let's hop over to the AL Central and a fascinating division. I I like a lot of these teams. So uh, we'll start out here with the Royals, 75.5. It's hard for me to get a feel for the Royals. Um, You know, Bobby Witt Jr., it seems like maybe he's going to make the opening day roster. We'll, We'll see. They have a lot of young talent on the way. They have a lot of young pitchers yeah. and Zach Greinke. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're a fascinating team. They, they always are, um, but especially this year with, with Witt on the way and, and uh, some folks following up uh, coming through the pipeline there for the Royals. I don't think I would touch that, but, yeah, 75.5. Who, for- who's really – who wants to bet the over on the win total for the Royals this year? No. No. That, that scares me if someone says I want to bet the over, uh, to be honest with you. 100% want to bet the under in the situation. I mean, when Zach Granke is going to be your ace, uh, yeah. that's not a good situation. I bet I bet his under so much last year uh, in cash. But, you know, Brady Singer too. Brad yeah. Keller was another guy, automatic under better. Uh, yeah. when he came 
came up. So it's just like I don't trust that pitching staff at yeah. like not a penny. I wouldn't put a penny on that pitching staff. So yeah, there's like a chance one of those young starters emerges this year and is pretty good, but like multiple, they're gonna need multiple of them to do it. I like the lineup. It's it's yeah. dynamic. You know, yeah. Maryfield, Witt Jr., Salvador Perez are all big time fantasy players. Alberto Mondesi, we'll see on his if health. He's healthy, yeah. Um, it's a dynamic, fun lineup, but the, it's not the kind of lineup that's going to win the kind of games that the Red Sox yeah. can win or or the Blue no. Jays can win. Yeah. Um, and they they don't have, yeah they just don't have the pitching. I I I w- I think I feel strongly about that under now that we've yeah. kind of talked through it. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't bet the over. Yeah, and, and also, um, I, I just kind of lost my train of thought, to be honest. I felt like I had something really stellar to say about, about the Royals. Oh, um, I was going to say, they're going to be a great contender this year to betting overs uh, all season because they have a lineup ability to score you mm-hmm. know four or five runs, and we just talked about the pitching staff. So, yeah, I would definitely consider betting overs on them all year, but the win total, it's definitely 100% under. One yeah. thing in the AL Central, you were probably going to bring this up, DJ, but the Tigers are not on the board that I saw. Unless they oh, just really? threw him back up, because uh, oh, okay. Torkelson and I think they're waiting for Tor- the Torkelson and Riley Green decisions if they're going to make the opening day roster. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean the last that I saw, they were seventy-seven point five, but I guess okay. that's we'll see. We'll see. They're, they're I would take the board. over on that, by the way. I agree. That was the real yeah. number. I agree. Yeah, team I think, on swing. I think they could be a sneaky like third wild card type of team. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, for sure, and they have young pitching too. Uh, Casey Mize, uh, Tarek Skubal, Matt yeah. Manning, Matt Manning. I mean, they and Eduardo Rodriguez. They brought over from the Red Sox, so that they've got a, a talented group of players there, uh, and a really exciting lineup too. I mean, Miguel Cabrera is kind of you know on the home stretch of his career, but otherwise, I, I really really like that lineup for the Tigers, especially if those youngsters are there. Um, the Guardians, seventy six point five under. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, know. I, I know it's uh, it's probably right, right where the number should be, but they're the lineup's gonna, bad. The pitching could be really good, like it, they all, it always is, but the lineup just is. keeps getting worse. I like Tristan McKenzie a lot. I think he could end up being a stud if he puts it all together. Definitely put some more meat on his bones. He's out there building <laughs> like me, throwing ninety-five this. <laughs> Can't be doing that also for ten years, but yeah. yeah, I like them a lot. Especially Shane Beavers, you know, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, but. Yeah, that worried, yeah, definitely scares me. That line doesn't look very good. No. I'm, I'm worried about Bieber's health coming off the shoulder. I mean, I've yeah. been drafting him in fantasy because, you know, the upside's there, and he's a pretty good value. But I, any kind of shoulder scare kind of worries me if I'm betting a, an over-under win total. And I think they're going to trade Jose Ramirez this yes, summer. That's, that's a big blow if that happens. And then too. what is that lineup after that? They might even trade Framil Reyes too because – you know, all, all the NL teams have a DH spot now and, and someone's going to need a big bat. And then like, what does the lineup look like after that? Um, but yeah, I mean, with, with the pitching stat that they have, they could probably kind of hover just under 500 and then just really tank in the second half. Uh, yeah. Um, I think they'll probably be pretty decent and then they'll probably trade pieces and they'll be terrible in the second half. Yeah. If I guess. Yeah. So up next here, we have, where am I? The twins. Uh, 81.5 wins for them. The twins are a really confusing team. Yeah, they are because, you know, they, you you trade Jose Barrios and then now I guess they're trying, uh, you sign Carlos Correa, uh, you trade for Sonny Gray. It's, it's confusing to me, honestly. Gary Sanchez 
Gary Sanchez. Yeah. He's going to be their DH uh, more than likely. I, I yeah. was assuming Ryan Jeffers would be the starting catcher, and they you know switch switch out once or twice a week. But yeah, I feel like getting those additions makes you think you want to bet the over for them. They're a yeah. team that I'd always want to fade for the most part and want to bet unders. But I do like the lineup. I think there's a lot of potential there for them to be like a high scoring team. But yeah. with the pitching staff, I mean. Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy. I mean, I'm out on that already. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The 81 and a half, asking them to be a 500 baseball team is definitely a tough ask. But with the Carlos Correa addition, I, I lean the over. Joe Ryan is their opening day starter. They Yeah, that's right. That. Really? I like him a lot. I like him yeah. too, but Jonathan's I don't know. A lot that, to ask. Yeah, that's a, a guy that that's a lot of game. casual fans have probably never heard of. Um, just yeah. kind of came up last year. He, I think he's going to be really good, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sonny, Sonny Gray's health is, is always a question mark. And, I mean, Archer, I think it's over for Chris yeah. Archer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, Pirates fan here. It was over for him a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, my condolences <laughs> on that trade. <laughs> That's that, uh, that lineup is, yeah. is pretty sick, though. I mean, Alex Kirloff yeah, is a I definite, do. like, I love Alex candidate. Kirloff, man. Yeah, yeah. and I'm if Buxton's, if Byron Buxton stays healthy, there's an MVP prop for you. If he yeah. if he plays 152 games, like he can be an MVP. And yes. if and if you haven't ever seen any Joe Ryan highlights, I bet him once all season last year, and it was against the Cubs, uh, and he had 11 strikeouts and right. I think five innings flat. So go check. I mean, of course the Cubs, we know what they were K rate last year, but mm-hmm. yeah, he he could be the real deal. So I, I like him too. I agree. Um, so White Sox, the clear favorite. In the AL Central, 91.5 uh, wins for the White Sox. Feels like it's the right number for, for the White Sox, but I don't know if I would go over on that, to be honest. I like the over. Um, yeah. I mean, Tony LaRusa doing a great job. Um, everybody loves Tony, but I mean, that, that lineup is, <laughs> is, is dirty. Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Juan Mancata, Eloy Jimenez, Yasmani Grandal. Josh Harrison, I think, is kind of an interesting player for yeah, that. Always, is going to love. Yeah. Oh yeah, former guy, a lot of former Pirates. We can have all the all of the stars in the baseball. They play for the Pirates at one point. <laughs> it's, it's it's Major League Baseball's farm team. Is is the <laughs> sorry, sorry, Vaughn, don't leave. Um, <laughs> Lance Lynn. I mean, Giolito. Dylan Cease could be like a big. He's already kind of broken out, but he could take another Kopech. step forward. Michael Kopech. Kopech. I think they can oh, get 150 man. innings at a Kopech or something. Yeah. That would and be then, sweet. I mean, the bullpen's filled with a lot of interesting talent. We'll see what happens with Craig Kimbrell. He's kind of looked rough this spring, but yeah, you know, I agree. Graveman, Hendricks, Kimbrell, um, Garrett Crochet, Aaron Bummer is is pretty. It's a really solid. good team. It's yeah, a really it's a good, good team. team. It's a good team. I think yeah. I would take the over, but I don't think it's one that I would necessarily bet but i do really like them i think i had them top five in my power rankings which i've been working on i I feel like the al central is better is going to be better this year than you know past three or four years like top to bottom i think they're going to be better teams yeah yeah we we just gave props to the twins somewhat the tigers they're like plus 370 or plus 400 make the postseason but we just gave them credit as well and then the guardians are always a team that pitches well pitch yeah. yeah Yeah, so I don't know. Definitely a tough division. I think there's no value on it, but I would lean the over. Same. Yeah. Uh, so let's head over to the West. Uh, the Athletics here, they've torn everything down. Yeah. We know all the names yeah. they've traded. Matt Olson, uh, Matt Chapman, 
uh, Chris Bassett, they traded to the, to the Mets. There's, there's more, I'm sure. Right. Uh, but anyway, so the A's are listed on points bet at 69.5 wins. I'm going under with full confidence on that number. I think they're going to lose a hundred games. Think about it. Look at that lineup. It's awful. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. They're going to trade Mania during the season. They may trade Montes too. They're losing 100 games, I'm telling you. There's a couple teams in baseball where I look at the lineups and I'm like, I don't think I know who that person is or that (laughs) guy. And the Oakland A's were one of those teams this year. So, yeah, I mean, if you're telling me the under is the lock, then I'm I'm going under too because I I don't really like this lineup at all either. And outside of Frankie Montes and – I liked Sean Manea last year, and Caparillion was okay at some points. But outside yeah. of them, I'm, I don't like the team. It's it's hard for me to think of the A's as like being a, a hundred loss team, and I know it's happened in in the recent past. But they they're just usually so creative. But when you trade the kind of talent that they've already traded and probably will continue to trade, yeah, I think you're probably right, um, DJ. Like, yeah, Eric Thames is <laughs> he could be pretty good actually, but yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that's like their only real, like, serious power threat. And I, I mean, he was like, he's 35 years old and has been bouncing around. Um, so I yeah. wouldn't necessarily call him like a serious power threat. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, AJ Puck is going to open in the in the bullpen. He's not even a candidate for their rotation. I, yeah, it doesn't look good. And if they lose Montas and Manaya, that is certainly that could be one of the worst teams in baseball. Really, yeah, no in, doubt. In a hurry, no doubt. And we should mention with points bet, if you sign up for a new account today, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Terms and conditions apply, but definitely go check it out uh, at points bet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So up next here in the AL West, we have the Texas Rangers, a very active team. Uh, during the offseason, signed not one but two of the top shortstops in free agency, which surprised a lot of people. Marcus Sagan, uh, Corey Seager, added John Gray to the rotation. Uh, but they're listed on points bet at 74.5 wins. How are we feeling about that? Probably right where it should be. Definitely yeah. spent a lot of money and made – legit improvements but there are so many holes on that roster yeah. they have work to do they uh, yeah i mean they're i think they're at least a couple well a, i'll say a couple years away from from being a real contender 
um, or even close to a real contender. Like John Gray, opening day starter. I like that move. I think that's a nice fit. But then what do they have after that? Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn, who's you know mostly pitched in relief. AJ Alexi, who's like kind of a prospect, but um, doesn't really inspire you much. The bullpen is like littered with you know guys who have past ninth inning experience, but have been injured a lot. Um, so that's a bit of a house of cards. The top end of the lineup is interesting with Simeon and, and Seeger and Mitch Garver can can hit bombs if he yeah. can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel Lowe is, is like a player we've liked as a fantasy sleeper in the past. Adolis Garcia was so bad in the second half last year that I, yeah. I feel like that's more likely to carry over than what he did in the first half. Yeah, I, I have no exposure to him in any of my leagues this year because I yeah. feel like he's someone who could lose a job by like the mm-hmm. end of May. So, I don't know. That that number feels – what was it again? 74? 74 and a half, yeah. Yeah, that feels right. I don't have a, a strong feeling about it. They're, they're an interesting team, but not really that interesting. Yeah, there's not much sense. more I, I could add on to what, what Drew has said. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, like the pitching staff to me, that's what I go to more than, more than anything – Another pitching staff that I absolutely do not trust, and I, I'll say they're definitely a year or two away. But Mitch Garver, Simeon, Corey Seager, love those three. Outside of that, though, I don't like anyone else in that team. Talk about betting overs. Like if you get a, a Rangers-Red Sox game, oh Rangers-Blue yeah. Jays, really Rangers, most of the teams in the AL game, think about the over bet there. That's a good point. That's a good point. So uh, one I'm tempted to go over on, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I trust them. The Angels, 83 and a half wins. Just so much talent on that that team. But I just don't know if I can. I, I The pitching is always an issue for, for the Angels. Always. Um, they did add Noah Syndergaard during the offseason. Um, you know, Shohei Otani is, you know, amazing. Yeah. But he can't do it all by himself. Trout missed most of last season. Um, and at, at this point with, with Trout, you, you worry if these kind of injuries become commonplace, you know, yeah. as he moves into his, his uh, mid-30s. Is he, he's early 30s right now. But uh, Anthony Rendon's coming off uh, hip surgery, right? So they've got a lot of questions on this roster. Uh, Joe Adele, could he break out? Um, they're exciting. There's lots of exciting players on this team. But I, I can't say I'm confident to go over on this. I want to go over because I think they have the talent to beat that, but I just like I, it's hard to trust the Angels. Um, yeah. And their pitching staff might be better than it's been in a while. Like Reed Detmers and Patrick Sandoval yeah. are pretty Detmers interesting. Good. Yeah. Um, and Otani, God, if he does what he does, if he if he does what he did last year, even close to it, and Trout stays healthy and Rendon stays healthy, and Joe Adele takes a step forward, and Jared Walsh builds on what he did last year, it's going to be that's going to be an over. Um, but I think they need a lot to go right. And in recent years, they've had just a lot go wrong. So I just don't really trust it. Yeah, no, I agree. Another team that I can't trust at all. Literally, like the 10 years that I've been watching baseball hardcore since high school, since I started high school, I just like I've waited for the Angels to be, be good and be the team that everyone thought, especially with Mike Trout. And it's just never happened. And I still don't feel like at this point in his career that they're going to be able to do anything um, with anyone they've ever brought in and, you know, as, much, as great as Syndergaard was in the past, like that was the past. Yeah. Uh, so, like a lot of players they bring in are just past their prime. So, I, I'd fade the Angels. Mike Trout still has not won a playoff game, which is really sad. No. Yes, yeah. when the best player in in your sport is like gets like no postseason exposure, I I think it's a bad thing. 
in the, yeah. one of the largest cities in the world. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the media center of everything. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I hope we haven't seen the best of Mike Trout because he, he's still capable of being the best player in baseball at like any given moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fingers crossed he can, you know, play something close to a full season this year. Uh, the Mariners are really interesting. Uh, they're a win higher than the Angels. They're listed at 84.5 on points bet. Man, I really like the Mariners. Um, oh, me too. I can't say with full confidence I'd take the over on this either, but I feel better about the Mariners than I do about the Angels. Yep. I was just going to build too. off last year. Yeah. If, if you have a head to head at all with these two since they're in the same division, 100% taking the Mariners. They don't even have to hit the over on either win total. They could both go under, but I'm more yeah. confident the Mariners are winning more games. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the fact they got Robbie Ray, like that was awesome to me. I was pretty impressed with that. Uh, you know, Adam Frazier, I really liked when they got him too. I mean, I thought that was a huge addition for them. But, you know, the lineup doesn't have a bunch of guys that the uh, the, the normal person is going to know unless you play fantasy or watch baseball. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a lot of potential there in a pretty weak conference or weak division. Outside the Astros, like I already put my Astros futures in to win the division, their win totals, all that. But uh, outside of them, I think the rest of the division is really bad. So I, I would take the Mariners head-to-head against anyone else outside the Astros. Yeah, I mean, they definitely played – the Mariners played over their heads last year, like won a, yeah. t- a ton of one-run games. I think their record in extra innings was like 12-1. and one. So mm-hmm. a lot of luck in their favor. But it's a – yeah, <laughs> it's a really good team. They've improved, yeah. Like I, I'm more inclined to believe in them now. That, you know, they recently got Je- Jesse Winker – which is going to hurt yeah. leaving Cincinnati, but like he gets on base. So that's, that's going to be huge there. They got a Eugenio Suarez in the same trade, not as high on Suarez outside of Cincy. Um, but no, I, you know, if they, if Kalnick can take a step forward, which I think is, is possible, although he's another player that changes his swing like every week. Um, <laughs> we'll see if that'll work out. Julio Rodriguez, the outfielder, top prospect. We'll see him at some point. Mitch Hanniger had a huge year last year. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy, but um, I really like this Mariners team. I think they're going to win one of the wild cards. How many wild cards we got now? Like six? Three, yeah. <laughs> well, counting both leagues, yeah, yeah. we have six. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Robbie Ray is, was a huge addition. If, if he has, like, figured out his control, then, you know, that's, that's going to be a legitimate ace for them. And Marco Gonzalez is always solid. He's not, like, yeah. the most – Marco yeah. Gonzalez and Chris Flexen are kind of, I know they're lefty righty, but kind of the same guys. Like they're good at run prevention. I'm not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but the mm-hmm. kind of pitchers you need to get through a season. And, and then Logan Gilbert's a kind of yeah. guy. I love right. him late in I think fantasy. He could be drafts. An ace. I think he could be yeah. an ace someday. He's, He's going to really be special. Did. And then, yeah. yeah, Julio Rodriguez, like there's talk about him making the opening day roster. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, Jared Kelnick's definitely going to be better than he was last year. And Adam Frazier, like, was terrible down the stretch for the Padres, but was really good to start the season with the Pirates. I think maybe something in between that, like hitting leadoff possibly, or like, you know, JP yeah. Crawford getting some, I, I think it's, it's a deep and interesting lineup and a pretty deep and interesting rotation. And then yeah. the bullpen's really good. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even know who's going to close for them. Like Paul Seawald, Drew Steckenrider, they have Ken Giles. You might've forgotten they, they acquired him. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Roma was a really interesting like veteran. He's always, you know, just solid. Uh gives you like a different look out of the bullpen. Diego Castillo, tons of tons of dudes with with late inning experience. Yeah, they got Andres Munoz too from the Padres and yep. he had Tommy John surgery, but that dude can throw 100. So yep. he's he's on his way back too. They they've got 
depth in that bullpen, man. Yeah. And Matt Brash, it looks like he's going to make the rotation uh, for the Mariners, and he's he's broken off some nasty pitches this spring. So like they're just man, they're they're legit. I, I think I've talked. Yeah, I've talked myself into. I'm feeling good <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're uh, plus plus one eighty and plus uh, two hundred on some books to make the playoffs. And like you just said, with the extra, you know, extra postseason teams. So yeah, uh, with a flyer. I'm seeing on points bet the over on their win total at 84 and a half is plus money. It's plus 105. Um, I might I might try to place that drive over to Illinois and place that when we get done here. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, so you already said, Vaughn. Uh, you like the Astros, 92 and a half absolutely uh, wins for the Astros. And I, I mean, I can see that. Um, it hurts that Lance McCullers is going to be out for a little while, but you know, Verlander's back. He what a Cy Young award in the last full season that he pitched. He's 39 years old now. He hasn't really pitched in what year and a half, but yeah, he looks good so far. Um, and he I does. still love the lineup even without Correa. Um, Pena is going to be the shortstop there, and he looks he looks pretty good, man. I actually took him in a draft today. Uh, in the middle rounds as like my middle infielder, man, he could, he could do double digit homers and steals. And it looks like he might hit leadoff for the Astros. He's, he's plus a thousand for AL rookie of the year. And we at least know that he's going to be on an opening day roster. I I, I don't mind that at all. That's a good ticket. I like that too. Um, Yeah. I might have to consider that one. I was going to say we're we're putting out all our MLB futures this week on the NBC website. And uh, I was trying to dig into that market pretty hard, but. I think I'm going to him. I got he, some ideas. Yeah, yeah, that definitely gives a good idea. I was going to say, and plus, uh, you know, even DH with or whoever is batting 8-9, they're going to be talented in this lineup. Like, the Astros always bring it. And they're a team that, you know, K to walk ratio, elite. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this Astros team in general. And like I said, they're so much better than the rest of their division that I you have to take the over, bet them to win the division. And I always take a flyer on them to make the World Series, but not to win it, but to make it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So we'll hop over to the NL East here and start it with the Nationals. Seventy-one and a half wins for the Nationals. Kind of weird uh, to see Nelson Cruz signing with the Nationals <laughs> coming out of the lockout. I did not see that coming. Definitely. And I remember after he signed, he was like, "Oh, you know, they're trying to win." I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> who do you hear that from uh, <laughs> um so patrick corbin's starting opening day for the nationals right and he had a yeah. day of almost six last year um yeah I, I don't know like i could see them losing close to 100 games yeah and uh, that's a vision yeah i i'm i'm gonna I, that's a confident under bet for me yeah again like if you yeah, if you want to look at the pitching staff I, josiah gray's interesting um, possible like late round breakout candidate in fantasy, but who are they relying on after Corbin and Gray? And, and I mean, can you really Strasburg, I guess, will be back. Is he, you know, I don't, you can, can't count on anything, yeah. but maybe he'll be back. At some I point. mean, they're, they're planning on from like sometime in May, it sounds like, and I, I wouldn't count on much from him. Anibal Sanchez, like Redux times four, um, like Eric Fetty. Eric Fetty. Yeah. <laughs> Who like yeah. came down with an oblique injury this afternoon? Um, mm. The bullpen's really bad. I I think I mean, think I'm, about I, the NL East. All these teams can pitch, you know. And the Nationals lineup is bad outside of Soto uh, and Cruz. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be really bad. I like the under. That's a confident under for me. 
Yeah, that, that's one I lean the under. I don't think I'd play it. Their pitching staff, like, again, atrocious. There's no one I trust. And even when you're throwing out Sean Doolittle and Mason Thompson, Patrick Murphy, these type of guys, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fitting that all the way. But, yeah, yeah Juan Soto – it's crazy because I I still want to throw an MVP ticket on Juan Soto because of what he's going to do himself. Yeah. But we just know the team success won't be there more than likely. So it's it's an interesting dynamic around him right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw some respect on Josh Bell's name too. He's he's a pretty potent bat there too. Um, but Is yeah, Alcides not, Escobar uh, going to be their starting shortstop? Like I, I believe so. Michael right. Franco at third. Uh, Cesar, Cesar Hernandez at second. Leadoff. Yeah, that's um, bad, dude. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad for Juan Soto. That's a bad, bad team. Yeah, yeah. Lane Thomas, watch out for him though. He's another. Yeah, guy. I, like, I like Lane Thomas. I mean, I like that's their a good outfield. point. Lane Thomas, Victor Robles, and Juan Soto. Like it's yeah, not the worst outfield in the world, partially because of Juan Soto. <laughs> yeah, I like Lane Thomas as like a late round uh, speculative play if he hits leadoff. That's, yeah. I think he could be pretty decent, but um, yeah, not a lot of hope for the Nationals this year. The Marlins are next here, 76 and a half wins. I always think the Marlins could surprise because they can pitch. They added Jorge Soler. They added Avisail Garcia um, to that lineup. Um, maybe Jazz Chisholm takes a step forward. Uh, Jesus Sanchez. They've got some. They got some young hitters who could do something, and they always pitch. So you never know. I don't think I'd do the over on them, but I think they're they could surprise. They're like a year away, a year or yeah. two away still. Like Sandy Alcantara, Trevor Rogers. Like I like those two a lot. Jesus Lazardo, Pablo Lopez. Yeah. Like uh, all these guys, I feel like could end up being pretty good pitchers. Overall, so I just think they're still a year or two away. I, I wouldn't want to play the over on Miami. Well, yeah. I mean, this was the off season for them to spend money on offense, and that's why yeah. Derek Jeter left. I, th- I mean, I think just reading between the lines, like he was like, "All right, we're going for it, right? We got this great pitching staff, we got depth. Um, let's get some offense." And you know, his other owners in that conglomerate were like, "Oh, you know, we're making money, so let's just not do that." <laughs> like, okay, I'm out of <laughs> yeah. here. And we, we've yeah. built something special here with all these young pitchers. Like, let's get some offense. And, I mean, Jorge Soler is very off and on. Avisel Garcia, kind of the same. Like, he's shown bursts of being a, a really good hitter. Um, but then sometimes he's, like, just kind of average. Um, he hit well yeah. in Milwaukee. Can he carry that over to Miami? I don't know. And they need, like, one of their young position player prospects to really emerge. I like what Jazz Chisholm did last year. He needs to have a better, like, overall batting line, though. And I don't know if we necessarily. I like him more in fantasy than I do in real life. Like I think he's yeah. he could be like a fifteen homer, twenty five steal kind of guy, which is awesome in fantasy. But then he's going to have like a seven fifty OPS or something. Um, yeah. So I I yeah there. I, I, what was that number again? I think it's seventy six. Yeah, seventy six and a half. Yeah, seventy six and a half. I love their pitching, but because of the offense, I th- I think that's just a stay away for me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys thought about the humidor? Did you hear about that? There's going to be a humidor in all 30 parks. Yeah, I don't know how to contextualize it at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really I think know. It's what it, just kind of to make things a bit more uh, uniform yeah. across the league in regard to the baseball. So I wonder if how that impacts, you know, the Marlins Stadium, which has been known as just like a very pitcher friendly ballpark, if maybe it will play something a bit closer to neutral. Yeah. And if that's the case, maybe their offense gets a little bit of a boost and they're pitching. Maybe a little bit of a downgrade. 
but we'll, we'll have to see the season play out to really know for sure. But I think that's the goal of it. Um, all right. Up next, we have the Phillies, 86 and a half. Phillies have been really active. Um, They're like adding, the angels of, of the yeah. – uh, like yeah. you, you want to believe there's a ton of top end talent there. Yeah. Um, do they have the depth? It's been this kind of same story since they signed Bryce Harper, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love the lineup like Castellanos and Schwarber and, and Harper and, you know, the depth of bats is, is, is better than it's been. Uh, yeah. I think Aaron Nola is going to be better than what his ERA showed last year. We talked about that a ton, DJ. Yeah. And Zach Wheeler's only a little bit behind. He had a little shoulder issue in the early part of camp, but he's apparently been looking good in, in bullpen sessions. Uh, is Ranger Suarez for real? Probably not. But if he could be anything close to what he was last year, I, I don't know. They're super interesting. Again, I think the top end talent is there. And if they put it all together, yeah, they could you know challenge to win the National League. They could challenge to be a World Series team. The defense is horrible. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that the defense is the worst part about the Phillies. It's all offense for them and no defense all the time. I, I lived in South Jersey, so I probably went to you know fifteen, twenty Phillies games over the course of three, four years, and it's just abysmal. And it was funny how much everyone expected from them, and it's like, come on, bro, like you, your team's <laughs> in the state of Pennsylvania. This is not a baseball state, uh, so you know you got to come to terms with that as well. Um, it'd be you know city of brotherly love and talking about our baseball team's going to win a World Series, like. <laughs> not exactly, not exactly it for you guys. So I just, I, I, they're a team that I feel more comfortable saying they'll be closer to eighty wins than ninety wins. That's what they've done, man. The last three yeah. years, they just hover around five hundred. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're better this year than they were, than they've been. I yeah, just, I don't. Know. I'm not taking the over on that number, but no, I'm not either. Um, I think they're really yeah, fascinating for multiple reasons. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I'd bet the under and but I don't think I could take the over and feel good about myself all year. So one I actually kind of like, at least what the Mets are listed at right now, is 90. I think I'd take the over on that today if I had to. Um, but it all hinges on, you know, DeGrom. DeGrom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he's not healthy, they're not going anywhere. I mean, even with Max Scherzer, I, you know, if DeGrom's hurt, I don't think they're going anywhere. Dude, Chris um, Bassett's going to be going to prove to be a huge pickup. I agree. He's, he is awesome. One of the more underrated pitchers in baseball. Totally agree. But yeah, it's so much of it hinges on health. Starling Marte's health, I'm already kind of worried about. Um, yeah. you know, he's getting up there in age. He's almost 34 years old. Turns 34 oh. this summer. <laughs> but former pirate. Yes, I'm getting old if Charlie Marte's 34. <laughs> that is, that is a terrible thing to hear. <laughs> oh, my God. Another yeah, former player. It's yeah. it's the Mets like I, I mean we're talking about the Angels and the Phillies like the Mets are the same thing to me. Like I'm a I, Mets I, fan, so I know. I well, know and DJ, now we get to talk smack on your team. <laughs> I'd rather take a ticket on the Mets to miss the playoffs rather than to take their over on the win total, either to play the win total at all. I'm not playing the Mets for an over because I can't do that to myself. I'm gonna pick something else, but I, I think that that's a number they can beat. I do think they can do it's, that. It's definitely a number they can beat. They can be one of the best teams in baseball, but it's it's hard to sit, feel feel that good about the Mets. They're a team that could yeah. go out and, and do stuff at the deadline, take on a bad contract. Like That gives them yeah. kind of an edge because their owner is ready to take on oh, yeah. bad money. Um, yeah. I think Robinson Cano is interesting. Like, you know, yeah. 
being a platoon option at D8, the DH helps them. Like they've kind of always felt like a, oh, yeah. a team that had a DH, even though they, they didn't have like five DHs. They <laughs> yeah. move in and out day to day. So I don't know. I, I, I dig that. Make a prediction about Jacob DeGrom. Is he going to stay healthy? Because uh, if, he, if he is, you want to take a Cy Young ticket there too. Definitely. I'm taking a ticket just in case he stays healthy. There you go. Because you you know if he does, he's finishing top two or top three guaranteed. So yep. I mean, you got to take it. There's always going to be value there if he's healthy. I mean, I, I want to believe. So I'm just going to say, okay. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to be fine. I don't know. He looks so happy right now that I got to think he's fine. And that's what I'll go with for now. He's, he's just all smiles all the time right that's, now. That's what the analysis that people tune in for. Well, last year he was very sullen in the second half walking around. He was, like, not happy. So I knew something wasn't right, but he seems to be uh, very perked up right now. Uh, so the Braves are 91 and a half wins. I mean, I don't know. I think the Braves have, you know, you let go of Freddie Freeman. I mean, that's a big deal. But you replace with Matt Olson, who might be better. I think – like talking about player props, like I think he could lead the league in homers. Like, I really do. I think he's probably one of the highest names on the on the list right now. But um, man, I th- I think he could hit forty to forty five homers with that change in ballpark. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, their new stadium is like the house they built for Freddie Freeman. Matt Olson can take more advantage of it than Freeman did. I I yeah. love that fit. I think he, it's an upgrade over what they had, and I maybe like. Some Braves fans wouldn't want to hear that, but and they oh. signed him to a very team friendly long term deal, like about twenty million a year. Yeah, I I I think and Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be back by the end of April, probably playing the outfield again by early May. That helps their outfield defense, which is probably going to be a little bit of a mess early on. Um, Max Freed is a stud. Charlie Morton is recovered from you know the the broken leg that he suffered in Game One of the World Series last year. Ian Anderson, I think, is kind of. I mean, he was good last year, but he can be like even a post type kind of guy, like a, a breakout candidate. And then they've got a lot of different, you know, prospects, former prospects, guys with talent that they can throw into those like number four, number five. Waskari Noah, if he didn't Waskari get hurt Noah. last year, he he pitched well. Mike Soroka mm-hmm. could be back at some point during the year. He's super talented. So. Definitely, a f- and they signed Kenley J- signed Kenley Jansen too, which is pretty surprising. It's a really um, good bullpen. Um, yeah. Yeah, Will Smith into more of a setup role. Colin McHugh was a, a nice under-the-radar addition. Luke Jackson had a really good year last year. Tyler Matzik and A.J. Mentor were awesome in the playoffs. Uh, I don't. That's a high number, and yeah. you know they're getting a bump being the reigning World Series champs. They're going to get Marcelo Zuna back, too, however, however you feel about the guy. He's going to be there you know, maybe playing left field or cycling through in that DH. The lineup is deep and has a lot of power um, and some speed. It's really dynamic. I think it's I, I, it's a really good team. I'm, I don't know. That's a high number, but I, th- I think I'd be tempted to, to take the over hmm. if I'm playing, think, which I'm probably not. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I would do the same thing. If I'm, if I'm taking something here, I'm taking the over on this one. I mean, Atlanta, like last year, I was a huge fan of them. I didn't think that they were going to make it to make it to the points that they did most of the time, but they just have consistency, so much consistency from so many different guys, and I think that's the key thing. But with them not being 100% healthy beginning of the season, that makes me lean the under and makes you be able to live bet them, in my opinion, because these you don't have to bet the totals preseason because they're going to be open all throughout the season until you know a month or two left. 
So you can always catch teams, whether on heaters, cold streaks or whatever, and bet accordingly. And I think this is one of the teams that if we're betting it now, I lean the under, even though I think they're an over team just because of their health. But uh, you could lie about them and probably get a much better number during the season. So you've com- you've committed there to coming on the show weekly, right? Is that what that means? <laughs> I one hundred percent would. 100%. <laughs> don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love baseball. It's, it's such such under, especially betting. It's so underrated to bet on. To be honest, yeah. Uh, again, there's, there's so a ton games. of yeah, ton of different angles, ton of games. I have a lot to learn this year. That's for sure. Um, gotcha. so yeah, let's bounce over to the NL Central. So oh, the Red, the Pirates actually 65 and a half wins. Pirates, you're going under. <laughs> you're going under, man. Way okay. under. I actually, I bet they're under last year. And uh, at the end of the season, I think they went on like an ins- like a nine to seven, you know, their last 16 games. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I lost <laughs> the over under by one and a half games. Uh, so, I mean, I'm about to go back to the well here this year. Like, they're just terrible, man. Yeah, Jose Quintana is going to be your ace. You know, Devin, Devin, <laughs> David Bender is going to be your closer. Um, you know, outside of Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds, which I saw Brian Reynolds on the trade block. Which, yep. as long as you have one good season in Pittsburgh, you're liable to get traded. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I knew that was going to come. And Key Brian Hayes will probably be traded sometime next year within the two years. Being 100 percent honest, but um, I think the Pirates for people that listen, I want to bet early on the season. Fang the Pirates is going to be a, such a moneymaker, which sounds obvious, but I looked over their schedule when I had to lock this in for a big play because they play the Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, Padres, Tigers, Reds, Dodgers, and Rockies uh, all in their first six or seven series. And those are really rough matchups for the Pirates. So, uh, yeah. Think, yeah. Everything's a rough matchup for the Pirates. Yeah. Only- I mean, the ballpark, like, that's, that's the best part about the Pirates, PNC Park. Other than that, I mean – Keep Brian Hayes and PNC Park. That's all we got. Good uniforms. Yeah. Solid uniforms. O'Neal Cruz will hopefully be up at some point. That dude can mash. I wonder if that's going to be a while, though, because they're not going to want him to win Rookie of the Year because you get yeah. that bonus. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a bad situation that's going to get really, really bad when they, when they trade Brian Reynolds because I think it might happen even possibly before opening day. Yeah, um, yeah, don't don't yeah don't quote me on that but uh, it, there's like a lot of rumblings from from reporters the that, are sellers like the the owners said it multiple times like he's you know it's not that he's not interested in winning but he's interested in the future and it's like what, what cost though because if you, you know, keep trading your like your players yeah, right you when they hit arbitration your, like i was uh i was 20 years old in college the first time they made the postseason uh, you know, since 1993, and it was like it was ridiculous. But yeah, I don't see the Pirates going back to the playoffs for another five to ten years. So just keep paying oh, them. Baby. And uh, I, I can't really disagree with that. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. agree. It's yeah. okay. I got to make money on them, so it's like you know, eight dollar <laughs> tickets and you know, hundred dollar bets. Sounds good to me. Like, let's go. <laughs> uh, so another fan base who is disappointed right now, Reds fans. Uh, the Reds are listed at 72.5 mm. on points bet. The Reds are shedding players mm. left and right, too. Uh, Winker recently got traded. I didn't see that one coming. Sonny Gray, I expected, but uh, letting go of Winker, there's probably going to be more to come. Maybe Joey Votto will want out, too. Um, I could see this being an under, 72.5. Uh, it's probably right where it should be, though. 
I there rotations at least kind of fun. Yeah. Tyler Tyler Malley is a beast. He could be a trade okay. candidate though. Yeah. Uh Reaver San Martin and Hunter Green both Hunter locked Green, in. Yeah. Nick Lodolo could be in the in the opening day rotation too, or at least like on on the second turn. Vladimir Gutierrez had some like good stretches last year. Um but yeah, it's just a it's a team that I, I think going back to Vaughn's point, you don't have to necessarily commit to these right away. Yeah. Um that number's right where it should be. Like for a team that's probably gonna sell, continue selling. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would I wouldn't know which way to go to be honest. If if they keep a lot of these players, like their roster right now is better than seventy two wins, but I think as we move along, it's it's gonna keep getting worse. Yeah, if yeah. if you're seeing serious rumblings about trades or potential ones, then I think grabbing the under is a smart move right now. But if the talent as is on the roster would stay like this for 162 games, I would bet the over. But I, I think we can all agree that's probably not gonna happen. So yeah. I would yeah. the under. The Cubs are at 75.5, kind of a team in, in between. You know, you sign uh, Marcus Stroman, you sign uh, Seiya Suzuki to kind of be your star uh, in your lineup during this this rebuild here. Weird. Um, it's hard for me to get a read on, on the Cubs, honestly. Um, Going under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're bad. Like, they gave up last year. The end of last season, like, the Cubs looked like they did not care at all, especially <laughs> offensively. They were swinging for the fences. I mean, they were just letting everyone young come out, come up and play. But I still don't think their team's very good. Even the outfield, like, and as Suzuki said, he's going to be, like, the guy for them. But Jason Hayward and Ian Happ, like, this has been going on for how long now? You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's time to move on and upgrade, but they just never do that continually. I feel like they've gotten worse each year over the last two or three years. So, under for yeah. me. I mean, I, I said like Jeremy Pena for AL Rookie of the Year just because we know he's going to be on the opening day roster. Suzuki, it's plus 500, which isn't great value for a Rookie of the Year bet, but we know he's going to be on the opening day roster. And if, if any of his numbers translate from Japan, he's going to be – he could run away with that award because a lot of these guys are going to open the year in the minor leagues. Yeah. Um, so I I like that bet. I I would probably go under if I was taking a side here. Yeah. I, I don't think Wilson Contreras is there the whole year. Yeah. Um, Maybe Kyle now, Hendricks gets traded too. Yeah. Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom, I, I think, are a bit fluky what they did last yeah. season. Um, and then I don't really understand the Marcus Stroman fit. I love him as a yeah. player, but yeah. I just I don't really get it. And yeah. Wade Miley's probably not going to be as good as he was last year. And then like uh, Alec Mills and Drew Smiley, Kyle yeah. Hendricks is a bounce back candidate, but I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting pitcher that just doesn't throw very hard in this modern era of baseball. And we're going to see a lot of like Jonathan VR getting starts, which is cool for fantasy. He'll be fantasy, an interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're a weird team. The, this whole division is just, well, let's get into it. You're, you know, your Cardinals here, Drew. Uh, eighty-five and a half wins. There's one twenty on that. Eighty-five and a half wins. How are you feeling about the Cardinals right now? Because I'm not feeling great about no. the Cardinals going into I'm this year, feeling... especially the the pitching. But I know Pujols in the lineup on a regular <laughs> basis, probably not feeling. Well, I, you know, I think Pujols could be okay if he's used correctly. I'm not convinced the Cardinals will do that though. He's 42 years old. With he's had plantar fasciitis since he left St. Louis the first time, and a bad knee. Like Tony Larusa said, every time he would see pools, he'd like pull up his lead leg, and his knee was just swollen. Um, his whole leg was swollen. I mean, he's 42. 
with a lot of tread on the tire. I, I, I don't think Pulse is going to do anything. And and if what does using him correctly mean? Like as a bench bat is the only way I use bat him. late innings. But they're not going to use him that way because they want him to get to 700 home runs, and he's 21 away. And Ugh. to rack up the kind of plate appearances necessary to get there, that's, that's not like gonna happen. 350 plate appearances. That's not going to happen. I, dude, I think their whole business plan – I've been arguing with Cardinals fans on Twitter the whole week. Their whole business model was to do this nostalgia thing. They didn't fill any – they didn't play in the shortstop market when they have an obviously obvious need for upgrade there. Their rotation's a mess. It's the worst rotation I think they've had since I've been a Cardinals fan, hmm. especially with Jack Flaherty out. He's got a slap tear in his shoulder. He's not going to be a contributor this year. I'm saying that right now. Um, and I, I'm, I'm like maybe like pessimist, way too p- pessimistic just because I'm, I'm mad at the team for how they've operated. Like if you're going to celebrate Yadier Molina and Albert Pools and Adam Wainwright's final year, like build a good team around them. Hmm. They're going to arbitration hearing with Tyler O'Neill, who's probably their best player. Uh, Tommy Edmonds not good. Um, they're going to try to move probably Dylan Carlson to the leadoff spot, but he's not really shown the kind of offensive ability yet to, to necessarily take on that role. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt aren't getting any younger. Um, I I think it's a mess. And I'm so you're taking probably, the under on eight. Yeah, and I'm, I'm taking the under. I, <laughs> yeah, let's move along. <laughs> okay, so one I'm actually definitely taking the over on is the Brewers. 89 and a half wins for them. I just think they're far and away the best team in this division, even though the offense isn't great, but the pitching's so good, both the rotation and the bullpen, that I just think they're going to cruise. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I already took my Brewers to win the NL West or NL Central ticket. Uh, it was minus 160, minus 170, which terrible odds, but I don't see yeah. I don't see how they don't make the playoffs and don't win this division and you said the pitching. I mean, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. Like, even Eric Lauer was awesome last year. Hauser at some points. But yep. I love this team. I think if you're looking at some, you know, lottery ticket money, you can take some, you know, long-term futures on any of these pitchers, any of the three, Woodruff, Peralta, or Burns. I mean, Peralta is a strikeout leader. You know, Corbin Burns will probably be way better in odds than him, but Freddie Peralta is a mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine strikeout per game type of guy. So. Yeah, I like the Brewers a lot. I think they're going to be a good team. I go over and for them to win the division. I agree with Vaughn. I, I think Hunter Renfro's kind of an interesting addition, yeah. a, a good power bat and a very yeah, good like that one. power park. Uh, Yelich, you know, I, I think he's better than Bellinger, at least. like Those two guys are like back-to-back in, in everybody's fantasy rankings. I would yeah. believe more in Yelich having a better year than – and Ballinger having a bounce back. Colton Wong is good. Rowdy McC- Telez could be a sleeper. Yeah, yeah, McCutcheon too. I like that move. Telez yeah, with I'm the shocked. DH spot is, and I think I guess McCutcheon's going to going to be a lot of their or DH, DH a lot of the time. But you know, Telez can cycle through first base and a little DH here and there. Maybe they get something out of Keston Hero. They're a team that you know Willie Adamas, like he kind of mm-hmm. he got hurt towards the end of last year and kind of faded, but was on a tear. Um, and they're a team that could make a creative offensive addition too. Um, at some yeah. point during the season, if if they wanted to, they could trade Josh Hader for a bat and still be okay bullpen wise. I know like yeah. fantasy people would freak out about it because <laughs> Hader's like one of our only locked in closers that we have in the sport. <laughs> um, but I, I think they could get by without him if it means getting a big time bat. And I, I don't yeah, know I if, if in modern baseball another front office would do that, but 
the Brewers could get creative to add more offense throughout the year. And right now the offense is not terrible. And yeah, that's, that's the best rotation and possibly the best overall pitching staff, I think in, in the majors. Yeah. 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 So yeah, let's hop over to the West. We'll start up the diamondbacks here, 66 and a half. I mean, that seems about right. I don't, I don't love this team. I mean, the team's bad. Uh, Zach Allen is talented at the top, but he was hurt last year. I think, isn't he, wasn't he bothered by something again in spring training? But yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot here. Cattell Marte just signed that extension. Um, and I thought he was going to be a trade candidate. He still might be like a year or two from now. I would um, trade for that contract. That's, that's yeah, a great I know. contract. Yeah, it's a tradable contract. So it makes yeah. it more attractive, if anything. You know, I, I think the over is actually intriguing. The, the roster yeah. isn't good, but it's not quite as bad as like what last year's results would say. Especially the the failings on the road, that was an anomaly. A, a record, what is it, 24 straight uh, games they lost on the road from like mid-May to oh, yeah, you're the right. end of June. That doesn't happen. You know, that's not going to happen again. A healthier Zach Gallon, a healthier Cattell Marte. Dalton Varsho is an exciting fantasy and real-life player. Seth Beer could be an emerging guy yeah. um, at first base or DH. David Peralta's had a big spring. I know that doesn't really mean anything, but you know, he had what, like eight home runs and 500 something plate appearance last year. He's better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so Josh Rojas has always been kind of a sleeper. Um, yep. I think Geraldo Perdomo possibly being their opening day shortstop. Cause Nick Ahmed got hurt last week or earlier this week is interesting. Uh, the bullpen's okay. Like Mark Melanson is at least going to improved it. Ian yeah. Kennedy's there. Like they had good years last year. They're kind of toward the end of their careers, but Certainly much more stable than the bullpen they had last year, which was just like Yeah. I'm not nothing. saying it's it's a good team or even a five hundred team, but I think that number is where it is because of last year and they were better than again, like the the road failings are it's like not gonna happen again. I don't know how yeah. else to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a lot that. about the dime box. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't touch it. They uh, they left a bad impression on me last year, everything I saw of them, so yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens this year, Drew. They could be yeah. that bad again. That's recency bias. Bet the over, Vaughn. Let's go. Okay. The Rockies, speaking about confusing, the Rockies, uh, 69 and a half wins, adding Chris Bryant. <laughs> Surprised everybody with bet that. Bet them daily. Don't bet them right now. Let's, yeah, let's move no, on. That's, that is a good point. Um, yeah. I think the Rockies are better than people think because that pitching staff is, is not terrible, actually. I mean, the rotation. Bullpen's... I don't know about that, but their their rotation is not bad. So they could surprise, but yeah, better left for when we know we should use them. Yeah. And that's kind of enough. <laughs> uh, they're on the a day, yeah. We can evaluate them on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So now it gets interesting here in the AL in the NL West. The Giants, after winning how many games did they win last year? 105. 107. 107 to set a franchise record. Now they're listed here on points bet at 84 and a half wins. Crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I think it's right where it should be, which is kind of me sad too. to say. Yeah, no, I agree. I, the, the offense is bad and it was, it should have been bad last year, but then they led the majors in home runs somehow. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Crawford's mm-hmm. not going to do what he did. Brandon belts already having injury issues. No posy. No Posey. I, I like Joey Bart kind of, but not really to put them Isn't over Lamont the top. Isn't Lamont Wade hurt? 
Then you're Lamont Wade got hurt. A lot of injuries right now. They're I like mean, Logan four. Webb, Carlos. The rotation's cool, and Alex mm. Cobb and Alex Wed, Webb have both looked good this spring. Um, or Alex Wood. I did I say that right? Anthony Dayscalfani. I think the pitching staff's good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Eighty-four and a half is so low compared to what they did last year, and the, the team's different. But I guess is it that different? Yeah, I think it's – and you consider who they're playing. We just, you know, kind of skipped over the Rockies because we know what to expect from them. And the Diamondbacks are not a good team at all. And we'll see. We'll talk about the Padres next, I'm sure. But the Giants, I just – yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I lean the under. Like, I feel like that's a, that's a very sharp line. It opened out, I think, 82.5, at some places. So people obviously were thinking, like, way too low comparing what they did last year. But, I mean, Logan Webb was outstanding. I'm drafting him in all my leagues, but I have a lot of faith in him. There's a chance that he might not recreate that type of success as an ace. And we know Carlos Rodon had a tendency to get tagged here or there last year. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm only in the under. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Giants right now, injury-wise, too, with their lineup. Yeah, Evan Longoria, Evan Longoria out for six sir. weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even relying on Evan Longoria is weird um, yeah. at this stage in his career. Mikey Stremski's had some injuries already this spring. Yeah, I don't. It it seems like a te- team that could go south pretty quickly and be like one of the bigger disappointments compared to what they did in 2021. Then, then they go back to what they used to do, and every other year they go to the World Series or make the playoffs. So it is an, an even year, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so the Padres are listed at 87 and a half. I feel like this might be a trap. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no comment. I don't know. What do you think, Vaughn? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> You're literally here to, to give your comments. This is a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I like the under. They still got Blake Snell, so I like the under. Uh, that guy's, you know, you're, you're two or three. They got you, Darvish. Uh, you know, Joe Musgrove is their top pitcher, which, yeah. you know, Musgrove guy at one point also a pirate. And then yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Mike, Mike Clevenger, too. And he's, you know, he's another guy that could be good. Like the Padres have the talent to win 90 games, but. You know, with the Tatis wrist injury ride on the motorcycle and stuff, that obviously puts a huge hamper on them. But, I mean, looking over their lineup, I still love it. Like, Asanola, Hosmer, Cronenworth, Machado. Like, those guys are stellar. Grisham, Will Myers. Like, and that's definitely an 80-win team. But 90 wins, I don't know without Tatis. No. I agree. I like the Voight trade they made. I think he'll be good. Um, yeah, whether they when he's probably on, DH, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When he's on, he's he's one of the most underrated hitters. I feel like he's yeah he packs a punch when he hits the ball. Yeah, he does. I I don't know. Again, I think it's a trap. I don't I don't know what to think about him. They were so bad down the stretch last year. They they changed man and you know their manager uh, brought in Bud Black, who is super well respected. Um, uh, maybe they had some clubhouse issues. I don't know. Yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr. was asked about his motorcycle crash, and he, he said, which one? That yeah. kind of concerns me. Crazy. <laughs> and, you I know, mean, the other thing that concerns me, that bullpen, the back end of the bullpen is like, for a team weird. that is yeah. a contender, like there's nothing there that I feel confident about. Denelson Lamette, like might be their closer, or Robert Suarez, or? No idea. I don't know. I it's a it's definitely a talented team. They need a lot to go right. They need Tatis to be back in, you know, June, early June. 
which yeah. I guess he says he thinks he can do, but we'll see. Those wrist injuries can linger for a player. Yeah. I like a lot of the individuals on the Padres. I'm just not sure how it's going to all come together. Uh, they'll be good. They'll definitely be a, a wild card contender. I don't know if they're going to challenge the Dodgers for the division at all. But yeah, um, the Dodgers here are like so far and away listed yeah. as the best team in baseball, 99 and a half. Ooh. Is that what it is yeah. on points by now? Yep. Yeah, I got um I got it at DraftKings and FanDuel at 97 and a half and 98 and a half literally yesterday and two days ago on each up on on both of them. So that's a hot one. I mean, you've yeah. got to figure though, that is the best team in baseball. Like yeah. they got my World Series ticket, they got my NL West ticket, they got my my NL champ ticket. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything new that anyone's gonna hear about the Dodgers. Uh, so I'll definitely toss to Drew, but I just think that they're above and beyond uh, the best team in baseball. I think yeah. I think the Blue Jays are up there too. Um, that's why I really like the Blue Jays yeah. Yeah. over. But uh, the Dodgers' advantage is that they can just go out and get anyone to fill yeah. any need Yeah. come the deadline or even before the deadline. And they already are just stacked kind of at every position. But if, if they have some injuries along the way, if they need to get another starter, like we definitely love Walker Bueller, Julio Urias. I think Clayton Kershaw, if he's healthy, you know you're going to get something good. Um, and then like Andrew Haney and Tony Gonsolin, we don't know quite what to expect, but they could totally go out and get the top starter available because they have the prospect and financial capital to do that. So I'm not going to bet an over when it's at almost – you got you got to – I mean, you're betting them to win 100 games if you're, if you're doing it on points bet. I, I love them at 97 and a half. I'd feel really good about that, even probably yeah. 98 and a half. Um, but, yeah, when you're talking about expecting a team to win 100 games, then again, it goes back to what I was just saying. Like, if if something goes wrong for them, they can fix it. Yeah. Um, so they they seem really, really steady. I just – I don't – I probably wouldn't do it at, at points bet. No offense to our partner there. <laughs> well, you I think you're the under. <laughs> it's the worst of the number. It's literally the worst of the number. Yeah, it's yep. open at ninety-five and a half on uh, like Caesars or whatever, and that lasted not even two hours before it moved. Wow. So, I mean, considering you're in from ninety-five and a half to ninety-nine and a half, it's not a valuable yeah. bet at all. Yeah, right. So, I think originally we were going to pick our favorite three. Why don't we pick our favorite one so we can move on to a couple like player props here? What's your favorite? Blue Jays. Drew? Blue Jays over 92 and a half. If, and if, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, my, that's up there with me. My top three were the Pirates under 65, Blue Jays over 92 and a half, and the Dodgers over 97 and a half. I mean, I thought those were great ones. I'm um, going Brewers over 89 and a half. I like that too. I, I like that too. You guys kind of talked me into the Tigers over 77 and a half too, though. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to play that one. If, yeah. I, we'll see, like, depending on, on where you're looking, like, because, yeah, they're off the board at, at points. But if, if Riley Green and, and Spencer Torkelson make the team, I wonder if that hops into like 80.5, 81.5 range, which you know, would be a, a lot more interesting. Yeah. So I'm just hopping over to uh, most home runs. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. Is, has the, the best odds here, plus 700. And then it's Pete Alonso, plus 1,100. Matt Olson is tied for third at twelve hundred plus twelve hundred, uh, tied with Aaron Judge. My favorite on this list, though, going along here is Kyle Schwarber, listed at plus twenty five hundred. Dig it. 
I mean, in Philadelphia, if he could stay healthy, I think he could hit. I think he hit 45 home runs there. You know? I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was looking at uh, most stolen bases, and I was looking for Jonathan VR because uh, I think I think the Cubs are going to play him a lot, but he's not even he's not listed at least at points. But hmm. I like. I like Riley Green for American League Rookie of the Year. He has been showing out this spring in camp. I think it's hard to tell with the, with with these young prospects, but I think him and Torkelson are going to make the Tigers opening yeah. day roster. And feels like to, it. I'm trying to pull up where he is. I got a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the bike for an hour and a half today, and I didn't drink enough water. Yeah, Riley Green is uh, he's uh, plus fifteen hundred. His odds are lower than Josh Young, who's not even going to play. <laughs> I like that a lot, man. He is like super athletic. I know they don't factor in defense usually to rookie of the year voting. So I don't know some some voters would. Um, it is a, a voted on award, and and the the BBWAA voting block has changed a lot to to get a little bit younger. Um, I I really like that. I like the Jeremy Pena bet too. Um, I think I'd, I'd put a little splash on both of those two guys. What do you guys think about Matt Olson? Like, for uh, you think that he's like legitimate worth twelve to one odds, or for yeah, MVP I, or for, for most a home run, for some runs? Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I, I think he could be. I think he could be similar to Schwarber in that way. I think they could both hit forty-five homers this year. I do, but I have more faith in Olson's ability to stay healthy, which is probably why he's listed where he is. You know, Are you all right, Drew? <laughs> Someone called nine one one and could drink some water. <laughs> the worst hamstring and a foam roller too. While we're at it, <laughs> uh, but yeah. An- another one uh, the points bet offers I like is uh, most regular season pitcher wins. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some value out there. I mean, obviously Degrom would be a great bet if he's healthy, but um, I mean we're talking about the Blue Jays, Kevin Gosman. Um, you know, he's at 15 to one. He's going to rack up a lot of wins. Um, yeah. He'll pitch late into games. Like that's his kind yeah. of his thing. And, um, and you need pitchers now that have had that previous experience already. And, you know, can pitch in the games because with the DH now, that's going to make a lot of guys take an inning away from them, or at least, you know, 10, 15 pitches away, adding a DH for two innings. That they see. Yeah. So that's that's going to be a big change. Yeah, that stat is just so hard to like actually get a beat on. I like looking I at mean, that a lot. Didn't Julio Urias win twenty games last year? Yeah, yeah. here yeah. he's listed at what twenty to one. Yeah, it's like it's you just need a good team, a guy that's on a good team that you know he's going to be the one or two pitching most nights, and mm-hmm. yeah, he can go six innings. So I mean, yeah, think I like about him. the NL, like how the DH changes the conversation because like. If you're a DeGrom or Scherzer and it's like the seventh inning and your spot's coming up in the lineup and it's a close game, the manager has a tough call. They may take him out. But now Scherzer, DeGrom get that extra inning, they may end up with more wins. I mean, that could go for any pitcher. But, you know, like that gives a little bit of a bonus to NL pitchers, I think. Chris Bassett at plus 5,000 for most wins. Not terrible. Yeah, he's way down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I haven't thought about pitcher wins in a long time. And I know, even though it's like one of the fantasy stats you use in like five by five leagues, but like you've kind of conditioned yourself not to like think that way. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to like, from a betting perspective, start to think about it again. And, but it's intuitive, like pick pitchers on good teams. Yeah. Good bullpens. Yeah. That, that like are, have a built up workload where they can like, you know, and are kind of on a team where their manager is going to let them go 
six plus innings. Yeah, the Dodgers last year just let their pitchers go. They did. So, man, I think we're going to see that again. But um, fun. We'd love to keep you another hour, but we're probably not going to do that. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> we'll have to invite you back soon, man. No, this was a really good time. And yeah, as we start to get into the season, we have some data to play with. Uh, we'll definitely bring you back and and uh, and have you on the show. So definitely look forward to that. Anything you want to plug before you go? Uh, you know, we'll be doing K-Props all season long, NBA too. We're on a heater in NBA right now, so you should definitely check that out. It'd be Money Sports on Twitter. But uh, everything on NBC Sports Edge and Drew and DJ, definitely appreciate you guys. I cannot wait for baseball season to officially start. I think I'll be at Yankee Stadium for Red Sox-Yankees opening awesome. day. Uh, if it was in Fenway, we'd be betting Garrett Cole's under. But since it's <laughs> Yankee Stadium, we might have to bet the over. We'll see how I feel. Nice, nice. I'm I'm interested in yeah we'll we'll let you go but I'm I'm interested in like so pitchers haven't had a lot of time to stretch out I think there's going to be a lot of shorter outings early on and how that affects the K props but yeah we'll talk about it follow Vaughn on Twitter and he always has good plays to uh, to at least consider throughout the year yeah and if you like what you're hearing with this show circling the bases be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you're drafting this weekend. Make sure to get the 2022 NBC Sports Edge Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide. Uh, you can go right to NBCSportsEdge.com and get 22% off our draft guide and an annual subscription. Use that promo code BASES22. Definitely check that out. Um, I'm on Twitter at DJ Short. Drew is at Drew Silve. Be safe out there. We will see you next time. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.